Today, I want to take your attention towards, uh, you know, um, a scripture portion that is so dear to my heart and my uh, thought that I was meditating this season. And it's, um, let me just get situated here. All right. Um, this season, we, are, we have been uh, looking into the aspect of there is more uh, through God's word. There is more through God's promises over our life. And we've been seeing that for the last couple of weeks now. And I'm thankful that today as we take our attention towards the scripture portion, I want to read um, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18. 1 Thessalonians Chapter 5, verse 18. This is how it goes. It says, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Let's read that uh, once again. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. We've been talking about there is more throughout the last couple of weeks. There is more. And I'm sure that uh, most of our families in this room, we're understanding the very truth behind that phrase, there is more. Why do I say this? Simply because the words of God has the potential to create something new. The words of God has the potential to bring a breakthrough. It's not my words, but the word of God. So when I declare there is more to any circumstances that you might be going through right now, when I as a prophet, as a pastor, declare the words there is more, I want the congregation to understand it's not because of the words of Pastor Justin or somebody at Zion Church preaching, but it is the words of God that has the potential to break open a new area in my life. To break open and give me access into an area that perhaps had might been shut for a season. But I want to declare this season. As we are declaring the words of God, there is more through your life, within your family, anything that has been laying dormant for years, I declare in Jesus' name. It's about time for it to come alive at the mention of the name of Jesus Christ. Do you believe that with me? There is more. Brothers and sisters, I declare your family will not die the way it is right now, but there is more that God wants to do through your family. There is nothing that the words of God can change. There's nothing in this world that can change the words of God. His words are always sent forth to deliver His people. And as I bring your attention to us, today's message, I want to declare something. The power of a thankful heart. The power of a thankful heart. You know, all of us in this room, we want more. That's how our mind is. That's how human nature is. We never want to be settled by just one thing. My daughter Ariana, a year and a half old, she wants more toys. Whatever we buy her, she's not satisfied. She wants to go to Josiah's room, grab all his toys and annoy him. That's what we are going through right now in our home. Josiah, on the other hand, he has around 500 dinosaurs in his room but every time you go to Target or Walmart or any other place he wants more. That's how we are wired and I'm sure from the young kids to the older kids in this room, maybe 50 to 60 or 70 years old kids in this room we all have that desire that we want more in our life. But listen, 
something that we have to understand as we recognize there is more in our life, never undervalue what God has already given us. A lot of us, many times, we want the more, the next thing, the best thing, but we undervalue what God has already given us. Never undervalue humble beginnings. Never undervalue small beginnings. God created in the Garden of Eden just one Adam and a beautiful madam. And he said, be fruitful and multiply. A humble, small beginning. And God just multiplied them all together. Never undervalue the small things, the little things that God has already given us. See, that's what we have to recognize. A heart that is grateful for God. A heart that is thankful for God. How many kids in this room would say, I am thankful for my parents. Yes, of course, sometimes they're annoying, but I'm thankful for my parents. Oh, did I say that right? <laughs> How many parents in this room, you are thankful for the children God has blessed you with? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. We are thankful for the church family God has knitted us with. We're thankful for every single small thing that you might even consider not even worth valued of. But you would say, God, I want to thank you for the little things, for the friendship that I share, for the people around me that encourage me, that support me. Praise the Lord. The small things. You know, we can always look forward for the more when we start recognizing for the little. For the little. Listen, acknowledging the good that you already have in your life is the foundation for all the abundance. Can I repeat that once again? Acknowledging the good that you already have in your life is the foundation for all the abundance. Oh, I am praying for abundance at Zion Church. But at the same time, I'm recognizing all the blessings I have received at my church in the last 20 years because I have a promise maker in my life. And he says, I will give you more. But recognize the small little things I've already given you with. Hallelujah. Husbands, be thankful for your wife. Wife, be thankful for your husbands. As a family, let's be thankful for one another. The small things that God has given us. And I believe as you're thankful for your partners, they become a blessing and abundance flows into your life through them. Are you with me, church? Praise the Lord. Acknowledging the good that we already have in our life is the foundation of all abundance. And I pray today that we recognize and we never undervalue any blessings God has given us. Oh, can I hear an amen? The power of a thankful heart. The power of a thankful heart. Listen, it is very important for us to nurture a thankful heart to receive God's abundant blessings. To receive God's abundant blessings. You know, if you get a phone, if you get uh, anything really small, that doesn't matter to you, which is of a daily use, just say, God, I want to thank you for this. I'm just going to ask my church, when was the last time you said, God, I want to thank you for a pen, for a paper, small little things. God, I want to thank you. Listen, church, anything, what is the difference between us and many others on the street today? We recognize 
every blessing that we have is from God. And I want us to make sure that we acknowledge that through the words of our mouth. Every time you see read through the psalmist, the Psalms, you know, they always start with thanking God for all the blessings in their life. As we were leading worship today, all our worship songs were, God, I want to honor you. I want to thank you. You're the friend of my life. Thank you, Jesus, for thy precious blood that was shed on the cross. Thank you, Lord. Are you with me, church? And I pray that every single day that we wake up, we never forget to thank Jesus for another day He has given us. Thank another day that God has enabled us to walk on this planet. That we get to live life with our beloved ones. Just every single second of our life, remember, let us thank God for the abundant gifts that He has promised and provided in our life. Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 18. Apostle Paul writes to the church in Thessalonica. And as he writes this letter, understand the church is going through severe persecution. They've been targeted, they've been attacked, they've been destroyed, they've been killed. A lot is going through and this church is a poor church. And among, in the midst of all of that, Paul, as a church planter, as a father figure for the church, he's writing a letter of encouragement to the people in the church. He says, give thanks to God in all circumstances. You know, I'm sure the, the readers who are reading this back in the days, they're like, are you sure, Paul? Are you sure, Father? Are you sure, Dad? Are you sure, Apostle Paul? Like, as you write the scripture here, do you even understand what we are going through? We've been through persecution. People are targeting us, chasing us. They're killing us. They're destroying us. But Apostle Paul writes to them and lets them know, give thanks to God. In all circumstances. Brothers and sisters in the 21st century on this day, this Sunday morning, I want to declare to my church, no matter what you may go through, but give thanks to God in all circumstances. Be it sickness, be it in the palace, or be it in the pit, but be always ready to thank God for every circumstances in our life. See, recognizing one of the most important things there is that no matter where I am, God's hand does not leave me. I may be in the palace or I may be in the pit, but I know the God who has promised. I know the God who is with me and what He says comes to pass. No matter where I am, I will always be ready to thank God Almighty in my life. Hallelujah. You know what, when you walk into an office tomorrow, maybe tomorrow, maybe your boss says, hey, you know what, I am firing you from the job. Be a Christian who looks back and says, thank you, God. Walk outside. I declare God will open another door for you. Praise the Lord. No matter what circumstances you may go through. I was talking to my church about uh, an elderly uh, a man, not elderly, I mean, I would say he might be in his 50s that I met in, in Bangalore, India, the, the trip that I had. May I tell you, fourth stage cancer, lying on the bed, 
all by himself and I had the opportunity to just go around and I felt so sad just being in there. But the grace that I show on his face, I've never seen among anybody else. He was thanking God. He was praising God even at his deathbed. And I pray there'll be a generation that rises up to thank God in all circumstances. Be it nakedness, be it poverty, be it be persecution, be it anything brothers and sisters. But be ready to thank God for every circumstances in our life. Psalmist says in 34 verse 1, I will extol the Lord at all times, at all times. Habakkuk chapter 3 verse 17 to 18. Let's read that. Habakkuk chapter 3 verse 17 through 18. This is how it goes. Though the fig tree does not bud and there are no grapes, though the fig tree does not bud and there are no grapes on the wines, though the olive crop fails and the fields produce no food, though there are no sheep in the pen and no cattle in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord and I will be joyful in God my Savior. You know, in life, we expect things. We expect within our relationships that we share. Anytime we invest in something, we expect a return back. We expect from a, anybody who is doing agriculture, you know, you sow the seed and you expect the returns in its due time and season. You don't just sow seeds and walk out and you don't look at it at all. You want to see the returns back in its due season. Israelites who had the agriculture as the main occupation and, you know, cattle as one of the occupation here. You know, it, 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 Habakkuk, Prophet Habakkuk mentions here, though the fig tree does not bud and there are no grapes in the vines, though the olive crop fails and the fields produce no food, though there are no sheep in the pen, cattle in the stalls, but still yet I will rejoice in God. How does it begin? See, you can rejoice in God even when you have nothing, when you have a heart filled with thanksgiving. When your heart is set on the foundation that even at the brink of all emptiness in my life, God is the source and He's the only one who is able to turn the tables around. I don't see it in the places that I expect. I chose a family. I chose a friendship. I chose a relationship. But I didn't find what I was expecting in that. But still I'm going to rejoice in my God Almighty. Hallelujah. I worked hard. But I'm not receiving the, 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 the merits I need to. I'm not receiving the encouragement I need to. People may fail you, but God does not. Yet I will rejoice in my maker. Yet I will rejoice in the promise maker. Hallelujah. I went to find the cattle at the stalls, but I couldn't find. But that does not take my joy away. My joy comes from God Almighty. My joy does not come from people. Come from God, having a heart filled with thanksgiving. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Having a heart filled with thanksgiving. Be thankful in all circumstances. Number two that I want to share here is thankfulness 
brings healing. Thankfulness brings healing in our life. Let me read a scripture here. John chapter 11, verse 41 and 42. As you look into that portion there, we might have read through many times. John chapter 11, verse 41 and 42. As we read that portion, it says, They removed the stone. Then Jesus raised his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you always hear me, but because of the people standing around, I said it so that they might believe that you sent me. Listen to this. We know the story here. What is the story? Lazarus is dead. He's in the grave. He's in the tomb for the last four days. Body is decaying and all that stuff is going on. Jesus walks into the scene. Remember the first thing what Jesus does is, he asked them to remove the stone. And as they were doing so, he looked to the heaven and he said, God, I want to thank you. I want to thank you. Is there any pastor who would stand at a funeral and say, God, I want to thank you? Are you with me, church? Are you understanding this? I don't want to be in the place where I'm standing at a funeral and say, God, I want to thank you that this person is gone. No, I don't want to do it. Are you with me? Jesus goes to the funeral service here and he says, God, I want to thank you. I know that you always hear me. But today, so that the people around me can witness a healing that comes out from the foundation of thanksgiving, I want to make sure that you are hearing me today. Lord, I want to thank you for the opportunity, for the moment that I have in this space. For the moment that I have right now. That people around me can witness and see God. That you are the foundation. You are the center of all. And I want to say God. Thank you Jesus. Thank you Jesus for this moment. Thank you God for this moment. Brothers and sisters. Thankfulness brings healing to our life. And I want to challenge people here. No matter what you're facing. Be thankful. God, I'm thankful. I am thankful for the season that I am in. The season of crushing. The season of pain. The season that I'm going through. Father God, it almost feels like I'm going to die. Brother, sister, you won't. You will live to see the glory of God in that season. Having a heart filled with thanksgiving. Thankfulness brings healing. You know, heart filled with thankfulness brings healing, not just the physical bodies, but healing in our relationships. Healing in everything that has been disoriented for a season. A heart filled with thanksgiving will mend hearts together. Praise the Lord. God, I'm thankful for my brother. I haven't talked to him for many years, but God, I'm thankful for my brother. God, I'm thankful for my sister. God, I'm thankful for my friends. I may have a lot of misunderstandings in between, but God, I'm, gonna, I'm thankful. And reach out to them and let them know, you know what? I am thankful for you. Thankfulness brings healing in every given circumstances. I challenge my church today. Let this be a season. Not just we enjoy the great meal around and with our friends that we know, but also reach out to people and let them know, you know what? I am thankful for you. Thankful for your life. Thankful for all you have done. 
Thankfulness brings healing in our life. Things may look decayed. Things may look empty. Things may look dead in the grave. But the moment you open your mouth to let your surrounding know, God, I want to thank you. Can I declare that things will come back to life in the name of Jesus. The power of resurrection is in you. And the words of thanksgiving will bring things to life in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Brothers, sisters, what are you praying for this season? What are the things that you may think that it's like Lazarus sitting in the tomb for four days. It's been decaying and there's a stench all around it. But I declare in the name of Jesus, when you lift up your voices and start thanking God, anything that looked dead and stench all around it, God says, I'm bringing back to life. Your words of thanksgiving. Your words of thanksgiving brings healing. I pray between husbands and wives that we recognize what they are doing within the family. We are thankful for one another. We are thankful for our, our children, our parents. We are thankful. Thankfulness brings healing. Third thing that I want to mention here is thankfulness multiplies happiness. See, when I read the scripture from Habakkuk chapter 3, verse 17 and 18, it says, I, I went to search for these things, what I was expecting for. I went to the wine, I didn't find the grapes. I went to the, the stall, I didn't find the cattle. I, I went to look out for these things in the places that I have invested on. In the places where I put my money, my sweat, my blood in. I went to see my investment. I went to see my returns in those places. I couldn't find but what does it say? What does it say? What, what does the prophet say? But yet, I will rejoice in God. You know what? A heart filled with thanksgiving multiplies happiness. When you have gratitude towards all and everything that you have received in your life, it's, you, just, you are a happy person. You just naturally become a happy person. Next time when you see anybody who is grumpy and angry, Tell them, be thankful. Praise the Lord. I'm sure some wives are going to use this for you against your husbands. <laughs> be thankful. In a heart filled with thanksgiving, leaves no room to be mad at one another because you value every single thing that the person is offering, that the person is doing. Might be small, but you value that. Praise the Lord. Are you with me? Thanksgiving multiplies happiness. I want you to recognize that within our families, being thankful for the blessings God has provided in our life. Luke chapter 9, Luke chapter 9, verse 16 to 17. Let's camp there for some time. Luke chapter 9, verse 16 to 17 says, taking the five loaves and two fish and looking up to heaven, Jesus gave thanks and broke them. Listen, Jesus gave thanks and broke them. Thanksgiving multiplies our happiness. We all know the story. There was a young boy in the preaching crowd that Jesus had. He just had five loaves and two fish. He was journeying along with Jesus. Took a break and wanted to eat his lunch that his mom had packed. That's when he realized the, 
The disciples were looking for food that can be distributed to 5,000, 6,000 plus people gathered in the mountainside wilderness. As the disciples are looking for this young boy comes and says, you know, I just have this. Five loaves, two fish. When I see the multitude here, this is nothing. This is only to satisfy my hunger and maybe another person. I don't think this is enough to give it to everybody. But I'm thankful that the boy realized giving it to the hands of the maker will multiply the happiness that not only he can rejoice, but the whole crowd can enjoy the meal. Multiply. And I declare in the name of, let there be an anointing in this room that multiplies through your giving. Through your sacrificial giving. Praise the Lord. Can I tell, I'm so happy that Zion is a giving church. It's a giving church. We have, last week we did a, uh, uh, a food outreach in, in downtown area. I'm so thankful for the whole Coker family who sponsored the event and we went out and we gave around 100 plus uh, meal packages in downtown area and we're planning on doing one more. Uh, I think Rosalind is planning that event of uh, a blanket drive uh, you know, in downtown area and we'll be doing that very soon again and we'll let, let you know on our, on our group. But here's the thing. I want us to know that we want to be a giving generous church it multiplies the happiness all around not just us but people who perhaps don't have anything but your voice your giving impacts their life are you with me church are you with me church this young boy he just had five loaves and two fish he came and gave it to God gave it to the hands of the maker with what he had I love what Jesus does this to you. He takes the five loaves and two fish and he looks up to heaven and said, Father, I thank you. God, I thank you for what has been given to me right now. And then Jesus broke the bread and he passed it around. More than 5,000 men in that space were fed completely. They did not leave hungry because one boy decided to do something otherwise. One boy decided to give and to share his meal. More than 5,000 people in that campsite, eight were satisfied. Thanksgiving multiplies happiness. As a Christian, as a child of God, each of us, we have a responsibility in the places God has placed us. A candle has a responsibility. A light has a responsibility. A, a PA system has a responsibility to fulfill what it is created to be. Listen to this. A child of God has a responsibility. What is our responsibility? To live the life that Jesus has promised. When people see us, they see the light of Jesus Christ through us. They see the life of Jesus through our touch, through our talks, 
to our behavior. And I pray that this will not be just a choice that preaches, but this will be a choice that does the thing that the Word of God preaches in this pulpit. To be a space, to be in places that people need us the most. Because I believe Thanksgiving spreads happiness. Not McDonald's. Thanksgiving. I pray that with everything God has blessed us with, we take it to God. I know in our church, um, you know, mostly that I understand is every first Sunday uh, or the first day, you know, there are people here who give their tithes and offerings to the church. They, you know, you, you want to make sure that you are contributing to the efforts of the church, the ministries of the church. You're not doing to make somebody rich. We're doing it to the extent of God's house. How many of you believe that? Do you believe that? You're giving. Whatever we give to the Lord, it is for the extension of God's kingdom. Do you believe that? It's not to make a church rich. It's not to make a person rich. No. You know, towards the end, uh, in the month of January, we'll have our business meeting uh, with our church family here. We'll mention, we'll, we'll put the records out and we'll let everybody know, hey, this is what we did. This is what we got. This is what we did. Why? Why do we want, we want to do that? We want to make sure that every single penny that has been accounted, that is mentioned to the body of Christ, that hey, through your giving, we were able to do things that otherwise we could not have done. I am thankful for a church that believes in the power of giving. Thankfulness multiplies happiness. When we give to the Lord, do we give like, oh, should I give this month or not? Should I keep that to myself? I have so much going on. Can I declare something? What belongs to the Lord must be given to the Lord. I repeat that. What belongs to God must be, you're not giving to Zion. You're giving to God. What belongs to God belongs to God. Never hold that back. Never hold that back in our life. I know this church is a giving church. I know this is a generous church. We have gone above and beyond in doing ministry work and giving. And I pray we'll continue to do the same. What belongs to God belongs to Him. And we honor Him with our giving. We honor Him with our giving. Every blessing. It's not just, it's not just money. See, sometimes it's easy for people to give money. Because that's what we do in all of our subscriptions. We pay money we expect the returns back. Listen, it's not just the money. It's our time. It's our talent. It's the very resources, anything God has given us. I'm just looking at him and say, God, you provided this. You have given this. I just want to give it back to you. The time that you have given me. The energy that you have given me. God, I want to give it back to you. Brothers and sisters, I want to challenge you. Do that and see that your life and your family will be a blessing. Praise the Lord. That there will be a healing in your life. God can do it and He will do it when we believe in the words, thankfulness multiplies happiness. Jesus took the five loaves and the two fish, looked up to heaven and said, God, I want to thank you. I want to thank you. Listen, five things that happens with a grateful heart. Five things that happens with a grateful heart. Number one, it gets our eyes off ourselves and we start looking back at God. First thing, 
It gets our eyes of ourselves and back onto God. Number two, it reminds us that God is the giver of all good gifts. Second thing, God is the giver of all good things. Third thing, a heart of gratitude leaves no room for complaining. As we have so many people who complain about everything. Pastor, why is this light in white? Why don't we have a daylight? Why don't we have a yellow light? Pastor, why is the fan going clockwise? Why doesn't it go anti-clockwise? We have people who complain. They're anointed for complaining. But when you have a heart filled with gratitude, when you have a heart filled with gratitude, you leave no room for, what's the word? Complaining. So next time I find people who are complaining, brother, sister, you have some problem. Start thanking God with the things you have already seen around you. Start thanking God for all the blessings God has provided in our life. Stop complaining. Start thanking God. It brings healing into your own life. Fourth thing that I want to mention here is it helps us to recognize we have so much for to be thankful for, even in the little things like the sunrise, laughter, food at our table, so many things. The fourth thing that I want to point out, it helps us to recognize we have so much to be thankful for, beginning from the small little things. Fifth thing that I want, to I want to bless my church with is it opens up the door for continued blessings. Praise the Lord. When you have a heart of thanksgiving, it's almost like a shut door has been opened. You start seeing things and you count it as a blessing in your life. People may curse you, but you count it as a blessing in your life. People will backstab you, but you count it as a blessing in your life. People may walk out of your life, but you say, God, I want to thank you for the rejection I had, for the people that pushed me away, for every single circumstances. Why? Because a door has been opened up in your heart that sees every negative thing and says, God, I want to thank you. And it opens up the portal of a continued blessings in your life. I don't want us to be stagnant. I want us to be receiving that blessing in our life. Be thankful. Be thankful in every given circumstances. Be thankful for the struggles you go through in life. They make you strong, wise, and humble. Listen, be thankful for the struggles we go through in our life. They make us strong. They make us uh, wise. They make us humble. Don't let them break you, but let them make you. Praise the Lord. The struggles that we go through, don't let them break you. But keeping a closed heart here. But let them make you who you can become through the power of Jesus Christ. All of the stories that I was mentioning here, especially the last two points, from, was from the life of Jesus himself. At the tomb, he thanked God. At the preaching place, when he took the five loaves and two fish, he thanked God. And a lesson that we learn from the life of Jesus, God himself, is that he was thankful in every given circumstances. I pray that the might church is challenged today during this week of thanksgiving. Brothers and sisters, there is more when we are thankful for the little things. 
There is more when we are thankful for the small things God has brought in our life. Let's be thankful. Can we all rise up in our, on our feet right now? I have the worship team behind me. We're going straight into our Holy Communion right now. But as we mention the stories out here, we look into the portion where it talks to us about and Jesus took the five loaves and the two fish and he thanked God for it. He took the five loaves and he took the two fish and he thanked God for it. He thanked God for it. One of the things that I see on all the time that I get to have a privilege of doing Holy Communion here is the picture of what Jesus has done on the cross. His body that was broken into a million pieces so that a million pieces of our lives can come together under the blood of Jesus Christ. I repeat that. When the body of Jesus was broken into a million pieces on the cross, it simply denotes the fact that He did it so that a million broken pieces of our lives can be united together in Christ Jesus. And brothers and sisters, we have the greatest privilege to extend our hands towards this holy table. I was a stranger. I was in my sinful practice and sinful ways. But it is the life of God. It is the gift of the Holy Spirit that God has enabled me to take a seat around this table. Brothers and sisters, we come from different homes, different cities, speak different languages in this room. But can I tell you, as we extend our hands towards this holy table, this just signifies one thing. You and me, we are a family in Christ Jesus. Brothers, we are a family together. We are the body of Christ Jesus. His precious blood has purchased me. His blood has cleansed me. His blood has united me. I am the family. I am counted in the family of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, Jesus Christ. Brothers and sisters, Apostle Paul, when he writes this letter to the Corinthian church, he says, No, I'm passing on to you what I have received from God. The night that Jesus was betrayed, He took the bread in His hands. He took the loaf in His hands. He gave thanks. He broke it. And He passed on to them. And He said, This is my body broken in the new covenant. So you no longer lived in the old covenant. The old covenant of shame, disgrace, the old covenant of punishment. But you now live in the new covenant of grace and grace through Jesus Christ. No, 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 it's not my works. It's the grace and the love of my Savior that has enabled me to take a seat around this table. If it was for the old covenant, brothers and sisters, we would have carried sacrifices with us to be around this table. We would have taken animals to the altar to get it sacrificed to get a seat around this table. But it is because of the grace of Jesus Christ that was shown on the cross. Today, you and me can boldly approach the throne of grace with confidence. That's not, there's no sin in my life. There's nothing that I have done in my life that can push me away or keep me in darkness anymore. It is the grace and the love of 
my maker. Paul says, and Jesus took the bread in his hand, looks up to heaven, and he thanked for that bread. Even knowing that night, Jesus will be betrayed. Even knowing that night, one of his own will backstab him. Even knowing that the people who hung out with him for the last three and a half plus years, who ate with him, will walk away from his life. He took the bread and he gave it to them. Participated with the people that walked out of his life. Even knowing that, that's the grace of Jesus Christ. Brothers and sisters, there is no sin great in this room right now that the blood of Jesus cannot wash. There is nothing in this room that you have done that the blood and the broken body of Jesus cannot heal. I pray we look to God with a heart filled with thanksgiving right now. Every eye closed. Every eye closed right now. And I'm going to call Brother Matthew Burgess to come and help me with um, the Holy Communion. Brother Matthew Burgess and Brother Roy Thomas will come and help me with uh, serving the Holy Communion. And as, 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 as we do this, as we do this, I pray we challenge ourselves and our heart is filled with thanksgiving for all the blessings we have received in our life. If you have accepted the Lord as your personal Savior, you walk in the ways and the truth of Jesus Christ. You're counted in the family of Christ. Please be bold enough to extend your hands towards this holy table. This cleanses you. This makes you again in the family of Jesus Christ.